You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hour number three on a phenomenal football Friday. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, and you here on the BetQL Network on stadium for the next 60 minutes. We got an amazing final two hours of the show coming up. 20 minutes from now, we will board the locomotive, Ken Barkley's college football card for the weekend. You do not want to miss it. Off the heels of a 9-3 and three weekend last week in college football, the locomotive leaves the station. Choo-choo in 20 minutes. And then 40 minutes from now, it'll be the big-ass power hour. It's a power hour with the big ol' ass. And we'll give you all our thoughts, our bets, analysis, all the latest injury news, side and total, Week 6 NFL Sunday, bets of steel for tonight in the National Hockey League, and thoughts on the League Championship Series as well in Major League Baseball. But joining us right now to kick off our number three on this phenomenal football Friday on Stadium, on Sirius XM, on YouTube and Twitch, and all the radio stations nationwide is the great, the coach, Dave Wanstead. On Twitter, at Coach Wanstead. You can listen to Coach on 670 The Score in Chicago, a Mitch Rosen-run station. Shout-out to our guy, Mitch Rosen. NBC Sports Chicago, the Big Ten Network, former NFL and college head coach, Super Bowl-winning coordinator, the great Dave Wanstead joining us here on a Friday. Coach, welcome back to You Better You Bet. Nick and Ken, happy week six, my friends, in the National Football League. Good to be on with you guys, Nick and Ken. Coach, I want to start by asking about last night's game and uh, just kind of what we think it's going to be for Denver the rest of the year. Obviously, like coach for a long time, you were in the league for a long time. It seems like this is going to be this is going to be a tough season for Sean Payton in year one. He kind of alluded to this last night, like, you know, they said, like, can't turn the ball over like that. Like quarterback needs to play better. Do you think there's any chance we get Jarrett Stidham soon that maybe Sean Payton makes a change at quarterback? Like if you were in that spot, do you think you'd make a change? Do you think he makes one here with kind of the season circling the drain a little bit? Well, uh, if he wants to get a look at him, I would say uh, sure, you know. Uh, but, uh, okay, you there? You got me? Yep, we got you, Coach. Your phone broke yeah, up for he, a second, he, but we got you now. The connection's clear, yep. Yeah, I, I think there's a, it's obvious there's a little bit of a disconnect with uh, Sean Payton, you know, Russell Wilson, uh, that's natural. When you have a quarterback that's that's a potential Hall of Fame quarterback that's been to Super Bowls, and with his age, and you try to change the system, he's got to learn something completely new. It's his third system in three years. Think about it. It was a new system last year. Now it's a new system again. Uh, plus, physically, you get worn down. That's a tough deal. If he wants to get a look at Stidham, go ahead and play him. Are the results going to be any better? I really don't think so. I think Russell Wilson, until last night, I mean, I I was really disappointed at how he played because up until last night, I was telling everybody on the shows, you know what, Russell Wilson's not the problem at Denver. It's their defense. Uh, They're not catching the ball. They're on drops. But Russell Wilson, what do you have, 11 touchdowns? 
touchdowns and two interceptions going into last night's game. He was actually playing good. The wheels came off last night, so I don't know where they're going to go. They owe him, if, if they keep him past, I believe it's March of next year, they owe him another $37 million. So if they bench him, it'll be because they don't want to get him hurt and they're going to cut him at the end of the year or trade him, and they don't want to get stuck with that money. Jake, do me a favor. Just pick up the line here, and let's make sure that we have Coach's phone connection um, perfectly in order there, and we'll we'll bring Coach back onto the show in just a second once we have his phone connection um, straight uh, set straight away. Uh, really interesting, though, from Coach, and he makes a great point there. And like the guaranteed money next year for Russell Wilson, where that they're not going to want to pay that money, but like this is going to be what it is. So the benching might not just be for p- performance. It's hey, we need this guy not to get hurt so that we can like cut him next year, and he gets like none of this money. I I actually think, Ken, that's like a pretty interesting like layer to the handicap as to when we might see Jared Stidham, and maybe that impacts the way you feel about the Broncos the rest of the year. Right, and they already have a really low win total in the market, obviously, like four and a half, I think, was their their updated win total. And, you know, normally you make a quarterback change, we think about the Vikings, like what they're going to do, and you'd be like, oh, you'd bet the under, they're going to bottom out. But, like, Stidham might be okay. Like, it's I don't think you'd bet under four and a half necessarily if they'd have made, made a move like that. All right, Coach is back with us here. We got the phone connection um, set away here. So, Coach, let's talk about the Vikings and the Bears game coming up on Sunday in Soldier Field. Like, obviously, no Justin Jefferson for Minnesota and, like, rumors swirling that maybe, like, Kirk Cousins is going to be on the move for Minnesota if they lose this game and they're 1-5. and five. The Vikings are three-point road favorites right now in Chicago. The total's really low, 43-and-a-half. Maybe, like, some wind in the forecast coming up on Sunday. What a shock ride in the windy city of Chicago. Uh, what do you think we see here with the Vikings and the Bears and your expectations expectations for this game Chicago coming off its first one of the season last Thursday night yeah number one you're correct the weather's going to be bad they're forecasting possible rain for sure it'll be wet windy uh that really plays into Chicago's hands uh from having the ability to run the ball and having an athletic quarterback like Justin Fields but regardless of the weather I'm on the Bears this week I really like Chicago I think that uh, they're going to get two of their starters back in the secondary, probably their two best players, in my opinion. They're, uh, but, you know, their nickelback, Gordon, and, uh, and their best corner, Jalen Johnson. They haven't played. They're going to be back, uh, you know, in the lineup, which will really help that defense. Uh, so, in, in the run defense, the Bears are, you know, Minnesota has they've been terrible running the football, and the Bears are doing a very good job of that. So, I think that Minnesota is going to be a one-dimensional team, and in the bad weather, Cousins having to throw it. Uh, I don't know. I, I like the Bears uh, just because they're playing better as a team. And Justin Fields, as crazy as this sounds, even though they lost the game to Denver, he threw four touchdowns that day, had a nice game, uh, and then one last week threw for over 300. He's playing with a lot of confidence right now. So I'm – I'm on the Bears this week. I think they get their next, their second win this week against Minnesota. Coach, a lot of the point spreads this week, we have like three or four games where you basically are just asking yourself, like, is this going to be a remotely close game or like, or is this going to be a blowout? Like not, not every game expected to be close this weekend. Usually that's the case in the NFL. You have a couple projected blowouts. It feels like we have more early in the season. So Miami, Carolina, right? Perfect example of that. Miami you know, blew out the Giants last week. Frank Reich with some kind of interesting comments about Bryce Young and ownership and kind of how that's transpired with Carolina. Like they're, they're still obviously trying to get on track this season. The Dolphins coach are favored by two touchdowns a full 14 against carolina could you see that game being close based on what we've seen so far 
Yes, absolutely I could. I, I think that, you know, every week when you start getting into the season this far, uh, the emotions, uh, the focus, those little things might not necessarily mean that the Dolphins would lay down and, and get beat. But I think when you start talking 14-point spreads, I think that's a lot of points. So I could see that game being closer. I absolutely could. And, and I don't think they want to get to a hurt. So, again, you get into the thing, if you get a lead, all of a sudden they're going to maybe get two out of the game, maybe protect a couple of those guys. So I, I don't see it being a blowout. I really don't, even though on paper potentially it is. You better, you better here with Nick and Ken. It's a phenomenal football Friday. We're talking week six in the National Football League with the coach, Dave Wanstead, coach on Twitter at Coach Wanstead. Coach, the other uh, big point spread coming up this week in the NFL is the Bills and the Giants on Sunday night where we know Daniel Jones is not going to play. It'll be former Bills quarterback Tyrod Taylor going up against his former team and his former head coach. Buffalo is more than a two-touchdown favorite. So we're we're about like 15 here. The Bills favored by about 15. And curious coach, like, uh, as well as like how you see the game playing out and if the Giants can maybe keep it close. Is there something to the idea, because I've heard some people make this case, and I may want to make this case also, that, you know, Brian Dable is beloved in Buffalo. Josh Allen loves him. Um, obviously, you know, Joe Shane, the general manager, comes from Buffalo also, an understudy of, of Brandon being the Bills' outstanding GM. And Tyrod's a former Bills quarterback, like went to the playoffs with Sean McDermott and McDermott's first year as the head coach in Buffalo before they drafted Josh Allen. And maybe we get to the end of the game and the Bills are up by a lot and kind of take the foot off the accelerator a little bit because they've got so many friends on the other sideline. Is that a thing that actually happens in the professionals, Coach, like in your experience? And uh, what do you see playing out on the field on Sunday in Buffalo? Yeah, I, I don't – I don't. I mean, I, it definitely does because, number one, the injury thing, and number two, uh, NFL coaches for the most part – now maybe it's going to be a little bit different this week with San Diego and Dallas, Kellen Moore – Mike McCarthy, obviously last week we had the, 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 the uh, Hackett situation with Sean Payton. But for the most, most cases, these NFL coaches, nobody's out to embarrass anybody. They want to get the win, get out healthy, and move on to the next week. So, you know, the, the whole thing that I would watch with that Giants game, uh, I'm going to watch the first couple series. You know, the, the, the Giants with Wink Martindale, with the defensive coordinator, they, they blitz more than anybody in the National Football League. And if they come in and they blitz, that's, uh, that could be a surefire way to give up some big plays. And I, I would back off a little bit if I was weak and play a little bit more zone, uh, make the Bills run the ball some, uh, make them go you know, the length of the field, try to take the air out of the ball a little bit. Uh, Tyrod Taylor, if, you know, yeah, can he move around and make some plays? Sure. But they were preparing for the move-around quarterback if Daniel Jones was in there. The real key is Breida's been doing a nice job running the ball for the Giants, but he's not Saquon Barkley. With Daniel Jones banged up, people taking him out of his running load, and Barkley not being in there, I mean, I could see this game being a runaway. I really could. Coach, been a, a rough couple of weeks, obviously, for uh, for Bill Belichick and the Patriots, and <clears throat> 
excuse me, we we know because we bet them against the Saints last week. That that was not the best bet that we've ever given out on the show. They lose by almost five touchdowns. And now they go to Vegas, like a really interesting game. Talk about coaches that know each other, familiarity. You were talking about that with the Chargers game. You have Josh McDaniels, obviously coach of the Raiders, Belichick, obviously McDaniels used to be the OC there for a number of years. So Patriots just kind of trying to find anything here. They're a three-point underdog in Vegas on Sunday, Coach. Curious if you could see the Patriots maybe getting right winning that game or whether you like the Raiders. You know what? I, I took the Raiders in this one. I just think that playing at home, they got a little bit of momentum. You know, they come to Chicago next week and got the Bears. I mean, they could make a little bit of noise, you know, which they haven't done in some years. And I, I don't know what Bill is, 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 you know, as an outstanding coach as Bill is, I don't know what he's going to do in three days' time to change the whole culture of that team right now. So I, I like Vegas. I really do. I think that I, I think at the end of that game last week, you kind of saw the Josh Jacobs of last year, you know, the guy that led the National Football League in rushing. I saw that coming on as the game went on uh, last week, and I think he picks up where he left off. I think he's starting to feel it now. Coach, I'm not asking this question, like, specifically for you. But do you think there are coaches in the National Football League right now that are watching what's happening with the New England Patriots and Bill getting embarrassed on a weekly basis and are kind of like, yeah, this is pretty awesome. Like, we like this. Uh, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, anytime that uh, that you have success, people uh, people want to take shots at you, take shots at you. The jealousy thing comes in, all those things. Uh, uh, you know, but... Uh, uh, you know, yes. So to answer your question and just leave it at that, I would say I'm sure there's coach, coach, a lot of coaches. Co- I don't want about a lot, but several coaches around the National Football League that are kind of enjoying every moment of this. Coach, we have about a minute to go here. Just one last question for you. And I want to talk about this Browns-Niners game for a second. And just like if you're Kevin Stefanski and you're the Browns and you're up against it here with maybe the best team in football coming to town, like backup quarterback P.J. Walker's going to play, maybe like wins in the forecast. Like what do you think? What can the Browns do to potentially like keep this game even reasonably close on Sunday against the Niners? Well, you got to take the old expression, take the air out of the football. That would be a start. Uh you know, the best thing the Browns do is run the ball. But I believe uh, – I looked this up. Uh, I was doing something early in the week. The 49ers are top five stopping the run. They're just not a pass rush team with Bosa and, and company. So they, they're playing the run real well. And P.J. Walker, guys, he was at the Bears. And, and, I, and God bless the guy. He had a tough time completing a pass in mini camp up here. I think this is going to be a tough one. And I will say, you guys are talking about big spreads now. Look up the, the 49ers. I, out of their five wins that they have, uh, they have, I think they've beaten four of the five opponents by at least 20 points. So Yeah, and the, uh, only, the only one they didn't was week two against the Rams. And like Sean McVay kicked a field goal at the end or they would have won the game by 10 points, to your point, Coach. There you go. So uh, this is this could be very difficult on Cleveland. The the biggest thing this week, the obstacle. This is when Kyle Shanahan will earn his money, from the standpoint of you're going across the country to play in Cleveland. The weather's probably not going to be very nice, and you just had a huge emotional win versus the Dallas Cowboys. Now, can we get up emotionally and get ready for this thing in Cleveland? That's to my mind, the only 
and the biggest challenge that Kyle Shanahan has. Well, maybe if Deshaun Watson were on the other side, <laughs> maybe not. Maybe not the case with 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 Phil Walker, uh, Coach. We appreciate it on Twitter at Coach Watson at six seventy. The score in Chicago, NBC Sports Chicago, the Big Ten Network. Enjoy the games this weekend. Stay well, and we'll catch up with you down the line. All right, guys. Always fun. Talk to you. The, the great Coach Wanstead joining us here on You Better You Bet. Coming up next, get your tickets ready. It's almost time to board the locomotive. Choo choo.